I'm your host, Jeff Luck, and today it's a social spotlight edition of the podcast where I am talking to Brendan Gaughan of Richard Childress Racing. Now, really, this was just an excuse for me to talk to Brendan Gaughan because he's quite a character, and I was trying to find a reason to do an interview with him, so I figured, let's just do the social spotlight, put a microphone in front of his face, and see what he has to say. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth, so I hope you'll enjoy this edition of the Social Spotlight. All right, everybody, I'm here with Brendan Gaughan, and uh, we're going to talk about social media. One thing I saw recently, Brendan, was uh, you got so mad after, uh, I guess it was the road course race, that you didn't want to post on Twitter. You're like, I got to keep myself from posting on Twitter. How often does that happen? With me, not very often. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've, I tend to normally keep most of my my emotions in check, but I was pretty hot after mid-Ohio. So, you know, it's, it's easier to, we all want to go out. Every, nowadays, the world, everybody loves to be able to vent so quickly. You know, it's very easy. And, and sometimes you have to remember that sometimes easy isn't the right thing to do. So, uh, yeah, I stayed off Twitter for a couple of days because I wasn't real, real excited about, about what I would have said. And probably a smarter move because I'm no, normally pretty notorious for screwing my life up with my mouth. And for a change, I kept it quiet, which I like to say, you know, I'm pretty proud of that. I'm only 42 years old, and I finally got there. So in general, uh, when you're not having that self-control, are you on Twitter like every day? Uh, no, I mean, I don't tweet every day. Uh, I mean, I, I take a peek at it and look around. I, nowadays, like most everybody, I get most of my news off of, off of like a Twitter account. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, if you follow the things that you are, that, that you want to, are interested in, you get the information that you want and see the news you want. So I, uh, I, I definitely do look through it to get some of my news, get some of the stories, social commentaries of things. But uh, I'm not a guy that posts every day or anything like that. And when I do post, I've, it's normally about personal life or about you know some racing stuff or answering people that ask specific questions. I like, I like being able to respond to the fans with it. Um, it. It's fun. It's fun to give them a little bit of an access to that where they can get a hold of you so quickly, so easily. Um, you don't respond to all of them. I mean, somebody says, hi. Sorry, I'm, you know hi yes there you know it's, it's something that comes with a real question or something I, it's it's enjoyable to, to to interact with the fans on on social media so you know compared to earlier in, career, in your career when that wasn't an option i mean how much has this enhanced your enjoyment of the racing because you're hearing from people directly now you can go back and forth with them you can have some fun has that made the fan experience more fun for you well i mean in the most it actually for the most part has made it less fun if you want the truth because there's the, here's the problem that I have with social media, and I try to tell the kids this. I am glad I did not grow up in this era because the ugliness that is on social media, how quick, how easy it is for people to be ugly. But what's funny is you look at the people that are what, what we love to call haters. You look at the haters that are on, on an Internet site or on, on Twitter or on some places, and you look at their deals. They generally have nothing nice to say about any facet of life. So you go through, you look at a guy that's saying something nasty about you, and you know he knows absolutely nothing about you, but most of the time it's just kind of like the old psychology books tell you. If they hate you, it's because they're probably jealous. And so you look, you, you look at some of the stuff, and they're, they're bashing on a football team. They're bashing on a, 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 a cheerleader. They're bashing on a, a, you know, some actor. They don't have one positive thing to say. And so what I always say about that is if that gives this poor guy that's living in his mom's basement at 35 years old peace and happiness, then you know what? If it makes him happy for a moment in the day, let him have it. 
because that guy needs happiness way more than, you know, I have it in my life. So, it, but I, it's tough though for these kids that are 18, 19, 17, you know, and they're coming to this sport. There's so many things that can quickly be said, be seen, be found. And it's, it's tough. You mentally have to be very, very, very mentally strong because you're going to get, na- no matter who you are, you're going to get nasty things said about you. And you've got to be mentally tough. And at 18 years old, man, with, with without having the mentors that a lot, you know, I was lucky. I had great mentors in my life and got to come into this later after I had learned a lot of life experience. So I feel comfortable with it. But, man, a lot of these kids, it's going to be tough for them to, to really stay happy sometimes. So I almost tell some of them to stay off it. But we can't. It's too much part of our business model now. Yeah, so what do you tell them? Because, I mean, here you have thicker skin or you're used to dealing with critics over the years. But, you know, an 18-year-old, like you said, is not not necessarily equipped to be thrown into the fire on that aspect. So what do you say to them? What's your advice? You know, I mean, everybody's different. You can't wrap one answer to, to, to the whole world. You know, if, you're, if it's somebody that's very personal and, and, and likes to interact, then you tell them to keep interacting. And, and when, the, when the negative stuff comes in, just roll right on by it. If you got somebody that's, that, you know, is a little shyer and doesn't like it, then don't respond to most things and just use it for your business model. You know, you gotta, you gotta play it by every person's personality. And, and if you get somebody that's snarky and a moron like me sometimes and loves to, loves to go back and forth, sometimes it's fun to pick on the haters. You know, it's, it's an amusing day. Some days you can always tell when I'm really bored the days that I finally, you know, try to do some of that. So it's, uh, it is, it is kind of one of those time sucks. I mean, that's what we all talk about in this day and age. You know, that time sucks are amazing. You know, candy crushes and Facebooks and, and Twitters. And really, it's, it's, a, it's a giant time suck. So how do you personally deal with the haters, so to speak? I mean, do you, do you pull out the block button a lot? No, I only block you if you, if you say nasty things about kids, family, you know, get really ugly and dirty. If it, I don't tend to respond or listen to fake accounts. You know, the not so-and-so accounts or the, you know, those sorts of deals. I pay zero attention to them. Um, matter of fact, most of them are muted. Now, I use the mute button a lot because then you don't have to see, you just don't have to deal with it. Um, but you don't even know. Yeah, and that's and that's an easier button because you don't have to see it. You don't have to worry about it. And and even the ones that are positive, most of them that are fake. The only one that's probably a fake count is only because I know who it is. Is the orange cone is the only one that I you know pay that that I pay attention to. But I don't care. If, for the most part, I tend to just mute most people that want to be anonymous. That's that's part of the problem with the world today is it's way too easy to be anonymous. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so in general, even if you're not looking at the social media all the time, are you on your phone all the time? Is it in your hand a lot? Yeah, I, I think I'm one of those guys that's guilty of of it being a, you know surgically attached to me. Um, it is kind of bad, but but my wife gets mad about it and I get mad. The kids are using it too much, but then then it's in my hand while I'm saying don't. So, you know, a little bit of hypocritical on me, but it's fun. I mean, like I said, the whole deal is fun. I mean. You and I are old enough to remember the days before we carried these in our pocket, before you had you had everything in the world at your fingertip. You know, my family had an Encyclopedia Britannica with all the addendums. You know, so I remember doing book reports, and that's where you went. You know, you had nowadays you just pick a phone up, and you, know, you can find out just about anything. And, and it's, it's, it's made it very easy for some. Hell, I've been racing for 20-plus years in that, 20 years in NASCAR. And I remember before you left, you used to have to get a road atlas and try to figure out how you were getting from the hotel to the airport to the track. You know, you had to figure it all out ahead of time. So it's, it's fun. And, and like I said, even the haters are fun. What, what, I, what, I, what I get amused about with social media is you get the guys that, that are haters that want to say nasty things. And, and especially in our world, you get guys that are like race car drivers at local tracks that want to say what they want to say. 
my favorite one, though. I do have one favorite one, and I'll leave his Twitter account unnamed. But he is a guy that always is just trying to say nasty things about a lot of different drivers. But I'm, I'm one of them that he loves to do it with. And I even said back to him one day, I said, you know, my favorite part of this is I know that you're going to walk up to me in an appearance one day and say you're a big fan. And he's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I found out the racetrack he raced at and found out who he was. And amazingly enough, he actually won an award by one of RCR sponsors years ago. Like to come to a racetrack and, and be a guest of, of – and this is a guy that bashes Austin, bashes me, bashes all of us. And, and he won an award, and he showed up with a picture and got, sat in an autograph line for me and said he was a big fan. And I signed it to him saying – Glad you're still, told you you'd, you'd sit in my line and be a big fan. So it's amazing. As soon as you're not anonymous, as soon as you're in that world, you, are, you, you don't have, that's the one thing I always say about me is, you know if I like you or not, yeah. I'll let you know. You know, I'm not going to hide it. So I, 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 that's what I do enjoy is it allows, it allows personalities to come out. And when you do get those people that are keyboard warriors, as soon as they're in person, they're, that, that warrior stuff really goes away. Well, it's so hard to say something mean to somebody's face. So once you have that personal interaction with them and you know there's a, a real person on the other side of it, it's not, so, it's not so easy for them. Many a famous psych experiment. I'm a psych minor in college, and one of my favorite ones was, was learning about the study between what people would do if they'd push the button and you'd hear somebody scream in the other room. And if you didn't hear them, everybody pushed the button, just about. And if you did hear them, less. If you could see them, less. If you're in the room with them, less. And it's amazing what that breaking that barrier down. And that was a study from the 60s. So now the phone is just a, a, a live model of that psych psychological experiment. And people are really easy to say things when they're not in your face. And when they get there, they all are your biggest fan. Yeah. Well, speaking of actual fans, um, it does foster connection or help Absolutely. bond, you know, keep you closer to people who are your real fans. I know there's this one woman, uh, <laughs> Diane in L.A. Uh, she's a huge fan she's of yours. and. She, oh. Diane's my old score. Diane was a, she was a score back when we had scores. Jeff, you remember those days? Um, she was an old score for us, and she's a, a great lady that that still is a fan, still comes races. I think she'll be at Road America next week with me. Um, you know that's and and of course we all know the the we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about positive fans and didn't say Rayanne, the lady with the tattoos. Everybody knows Rayanne is the tattoo lady. Um, you know, and she is very active on social media. And so she, uh, that poor thing, she gets picked on a lot on social media, <laughs> but, but she, she, uh, I love Ram, but yes, that is the, you know, I talked a lot about the negatives, but a lot of the positives are there's a lot of great people in the world too. And you can really keep up with matter of fact, a, a little girl that's a, a big fan of mine. Her name is Cherry Montgomery. She's out in Arizona. She's a handicapped girl that during the Winston West days, she used to show up with cabbage patch kids and of Ron Horner day of me of old Mike Snow, my old PR guy, and she has all these Cabbage Patch kids, and she's a sweet little handicapped girl. And just yesterday, she had to go back in the hospital. I had a bunch of problems. I don't, I don't keep in touch with the family that often, but on social media, they were able to get a hold of me and say that Cherry, you know, and she's struggling today. So I tweeted her this afternoon and just tweeted her a message of, "Hey, love you, miss you. You're doing fine. Get up, walk, quit. You know, never give up. Don't. I don't want to hear this crap. And then watch the race tonight. You know, and and they sent a picture two minutes later of her walking down the hallway. So, I mean, there's so many great things that come from social media, too. So you can't ever let the negativity ruin, you know, something that can be so, so good and kind. Yeah. So what is your favorite? Um, and we, we talked mostly about Twitter. Do you use uh, other forms of social media regularly? You know, um, I'm more of it all started because NASCAR really kind of embraced social media before anybody else in the, in the professional sports world. And they I wouldn't have known anything about it except they said they wanted us to start trying to use Twitter. And that was 
what, six years ago, seven years ago or something, and started using that. I do Instagram. I do not have Facebook. So anything out there that says there it's me on Facebook, it is not me. Um, and what else do I use? So that's really all I do social media-wise is Instagram and, and Twitter. I got too many jobs, too many other – like, it's amazing how people have so much time in their lives. Um, I've got too many jobs. I got to actually go to work and, and – you know, I'll, I'll, this next week I'm in Mesquite on Monday at our at the Casablanca at our casinos. On Tuesday, I'm a new company I'm starting. We're doing a big deal at the South Point in the hotel towers. Wednesday, I, I've I've got to do a deal with my liquor company. You know, I mean, we're I got too much time to spend more anymore than that on on a social media. Any th- uh, last thoughts as far as uh, the future goes? Like we've talked about how it is now. What do you think is next for social media? God only knows, man. I mean, the the technology world is so quick nowadays. You know, it, one one minute, you know, a, a, a computer's new, and then the next minute, it's it's archaic, and you've already got the next thing. So technology goes so fast now; it's amazing that Facebook and Twitter are still, you know, making it. Who knows what ne- who knows what the next one's going to hold? Holograms, and you know, God knows what else. So it's uh, it, it's it's a ch- ever changing world, and the people that keep up with it will keep growing. Thanks for joining us. Anytime, Mister Gluck, sir. All right, everybody, so there you have it. Now, wouldn't it be fun to spend a day with Brendan Gone, just like follow him around all day? Maybe it would be exhausting, though. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I couldn't handle an entire day. But, it, you know, he's quite a fun guy. He's quite a character, and he obviously lives life wide open. And um, that's, that's very interesting to talk to people like that because they just have a lot of energy. I do have one podcast shout-out this week that I didn't get to for the 12 questions, and that is my British friend, Allison Barclay, she is all CB on Twitter. I don't, th- I don't think that was a very good British accent. That was almost Australian accent, so sorry about that. But I appreciate her support anyway. And if you would like to learn more about becoming a patron of the podcast or my website, jeffgluck.com, please visit patreon.com slash jeff underscore gluck. Now, I hate to break this to everybody, but no post-race podcast this weekend because there is no race. There's an Xfinity Series race at Road America, but there's no cup race. This is the last off weekend of the season for cup, and they will all go all the way up till the week before Thanksgiving after this. So no podcast this weekend. However, the 12 questions will return next Wednesday with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. So that's all for now. Thanks, everybody, for listening as always. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.